So I just want you to know, you are my sister from another mister. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Girl, this is ridiculous. Like, how many things am I going to ask you and you're going to just tell me my own memory? <laughs> so I was like, uh, I had just turned 25. Um, I started because of a breakup um, that um, uh, this guy broke up with me. My ex, my most recent ex, broke up with me on Christmas. And um, oh, wow. what do you call it? Um, I made a song about him. And um, it's just crazy because when you were telling me what you were telling me, I remembered that, you know, all the way back into uh, when I was, all the way back to when I was like 16, 15 years old, I was, you know what? At 12 years old, when I first started writing my own original songs, that was when I started recording myself on a little like regular recording device. And then long story short, it's just crazy because I came to band lab because I was recording for years um, on myself on different recording devices and on my phone. And then um, I had done it for so long that the reason that I got to 2.75 thousand followers within the first two, three months is mm-hmm. because I um, had that many songs saved up. Oh, wait, so when did you join BandLab? December of 2019 was when I first started publishing stuff. So you got that many followers this quick. You got like 16K now, right? Oh, no, girl. I've got, I'm uh, just, I just hit 7K last week and now I'm at 7 point. Oh, 7K. Yeah, now I'm at 7.10K. Jesus Christ. In in a few days from 7,000. And that's how it goes consistently since I've been on the platform. It's been consistent, like, I get like hundreds of followers a day sometimes. Like most, most days it's like 10 to a hundred followers. Wow. So, like, you know, I don't know, like, but I, I, I've always- is like, not dead on your end at all. No, well, it, it can be. Um, the people who follow me forget about me uh, fairly quick a lot of the time. So like, they're still following me, but they don't end up seeing my music and liking it and listening. And if they do listen, they're those people who listen, but they don't like it. Right. And they'll, they'll they'll add it to their playlist. There are so many people who have added my songs to their playlist. And I have messaged them or tagged them in the comment section of the song and been like, hey, can you like the songs that you added it to your playlist? Because I know you're probably going to run, run the plays up. Right. And they will not like the song. And I'm just like, you can't give me one like for the 50 plays you're going to give me. Man. Band but, Lab has, me and Band Lab is kind of in beef right now, but I still love the platform. But still, we're <laughs> going you. through growing pains together right now. I'm gonna be real with you. Shoot. I literally just posted some of the most um, abrasively, like in your face, like I don't care, Band Lab shit um, that I've ever posted on the platform. Did you? Um, see, I don't even see your post. That's what's so mm-hmm. aggravating. And I'm subscribed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let them know, you know, basically, because um, I I thought I was going to win the um, Christmas. Here's the season competition. Right. And Which you should have. I did not win with Wishlet. And oh, never mind. the person who won is this 
this girl, she looks like she's probably still a teenager, who did a very amateurish song that was bad quality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you serious? So what I sent them is, the C- I-, I sent them a message about it, and then Caesar, or however you pronounce his name, um, uh, responded, and he was like, this willy-nilly generic response, like, check the guidelines list or the, the rules. Right, right. Guidelines or whatever, and you'll see whatever. And I was like, Read the guidelines. They, they're not putting quality music. They're not like, what is the word I'm looking for? I feel like their job should be highlighting quality music that is made on their app, but they are they not doing that. They should be properly curating. Right. And they're not. They are not. It's this amazing. Caesar, as a Black creator working with BandLab for three years now, I can assure you there are major racial disparities that will not be enslaved by a quick post about Black Lives Matter during the George Floyd protests. Hmm. You all seem to be laboring under the delusion that hmm. we will take quietly. These crumbs you give us. However, things like this are why people consistently post negative reviews about the platform through BandLab itself. The people with blue checks, I've never heard of. Yeah, get it together, because you got to finish your, your speech. Because, um, girl. <laughs> can I get an amen? <laughs> can I get an A fucking man? Like, girl. Do you know how many times I didn't win that band lab? I have asked them if they had a diversity team so many times. Baby. So I put the people with blue checks, I've never heard of. Never. Yet the reasoning behind blue checks, according mm. to Band Lab itself, seem to contradict that fact. What's more, there's no way favoritism is not being utilized in the judging processes for trending songs and competitions. The first song chosen for the Tis the Season competition in first place is bad quality and very amateurish. Definitely not something that fits the, uh, fits even the description uh, or the descriptive instructions for the competition. The second place winner didn't even insert a verse or any lyrics whatsoever. So they didn't even follow the guidelines of this particular contest. The third and fourth place winners could not have even been shortlisted because they have 10 and 19 likes to rub together between them. So I would love to for you all to explain to me what I'm unable to gather from that to which you directed me as none of what I've just listed should have granted any of these place, the placers spots in the spots in the top four. How are we supposed to want to participate in these events if they're seemingly rigged? Because work that could never be heard on the radio is winning the top spot. Hmm. I need I need some help with this. Professionally, Lynn Ferguson, Administrative Master, Telecommunications, Marketing and Talent Acquisition Manager. Ooh, what they say? Did they respond? No. I literally just emailed them this oh, morning. Okay. And, um, they got until 3 a.m. to our yeah. time to respond. <laughs> If no, you... this response. This response I sent uh, two hours ago. Okay, now nah, they be active. I know they be active at three a.m. That's when they no, usually like, get active. I always get a notification. I have seen so many people complain about the um, um, racial disparities in their mm-hmm. own way, and yeah. it's just like it's... people have always complained about the trending list. People have always complained about the um, the. Um, 
the contests and the competitions. And I never <laughs> really participated in the competitions. So right. I never really knew what was going on. Now there's stuff going on. It's it's laziness that's going on. Like they will never ever if you have a platform and you don't bow down to their wishes, they are not gonna like give you praise. You have seven K followers? Nah, they're not gonna give you a highlight. They're not gonna put you on spotlight because your voice is gonna be too loud. And that's who that that's just on band lab. Right. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay. But that's I'm why I the people with blue checks. I don't even know who they are. Like but, mm-hmm. they were telling them. I emailed them about my blue check the last for the last time because I'm not doing it no more. Don't but, do it. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah, I don't want no blue check at this point because if they deny mean, you you can't reapply right yeah you can reapply oh you can reapply okay i thought that you couldn't if they did but they you. never they never deny you they just don't respond if you um if they don't want you right so but they only have like, a select few the ones that they have selected <laughs> is people that work with their subsidiaries Wait, of what, color what was that the ones who they, the people of color who have a black, I'm a black check, a blue check, works within their network of subsidiaries. Like, if you pay attention, Band Lab is no longer Band Lab. It's not the same Band Lab of what we know. Like, you started in 2019, they sold the company to CMG Productions. Go look it up on uh, Wikipedia. So, it's no longer Band Lab itself sold I think 51% of their stock to CMG networks or whatever productions or something like that and that's why we're starting to see like all of these campaigns asking for money and all that because the only thing that Band Lab, the old Band Lab that we're accustomed to, their only responsibility now is the dog and cakewalk. They sold like the um, the social aspects of Band Lab to CMG who once owned Reverb Nation and so you we're starting to see like a lot of Reverb Nation like campaigns and fundraising yeah. things going on here and so they're watering down the app purposely because it's no longer trying to highlight talent it's trying to highlight the fact that anybody can come here and become a, a star or a celebrity you don't have to have talent that's what they're advertising you don't have to have talent to have notoriety here that's why you see them like giving people win contest winners people who like that's bullshit quality they are not valuing the people who sit up here and actually try to have good production they don't want that because they want this app to be an app that anybody feel like they could come to and get notoriety because it's a dick Girl, I've been like, I swear to God, I've been doing so much research on this. I think they're just fishing for data at this point. They only about the money and the profit. It's no longer about the integrity of work. And I'm so disappointed because the the potential, we were talking about this earlier in the interview, making money from like your actual creative process. Band Lab had everything here. I have literally been saying for years that band lab is like the social network of mm-hmm. music it is so good you, it you was so important for independent artists like this could have changed everything if they would have stayed true to their core values wow 
but they sold they sold so that's why i have you know like it's so hard to stay motivated you know like because they're not looking for talent they're looking for bullshit Mm-mm-mm. well wow <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> when i tell you baby Girl, we are. <laughs> you should have given it to her. <laughs> <laughs> what they took from you? Give me my blue. <laughs> you got me that blue. <laughs> Girl, I'm about to catch the Holy Ghost up in this bee. The Catholic spirit. Yeah, Does anyone help you with the production creation process? Okay, so um, I'm blessed to have a group of talented um, artists and creators that I work with. We've created a network where everyone can shine within their own creativity. And so right now, um, as far as producers, I'm working with Blurry, I'm working with anybody right now who hears my beat within the band and have any creative ideas uh, to add to it. So we're um, all learning um production producing sound quality sound engineering and so it's been a plethora of different artists that i've worked with just within spider gang but with um even outside of spider gang um i have like a couple of dope producers that i'm working with right now one is um tango i think he's from the uk let me get complete band lab name we have a song blurry circles Yes, Blurry. Blurry is from the UK. Um, I love Blurry. Blurry. I love Blurry. Blurry is such a, like, dope person. Okay, Toga. Toga Tanya. That's the one producer that I'm working with. Uh, Maddie Baby as well. I have a song. Oh, um, wow. That I just asked her about what if I could put on um, DistroKid. So. Yeah, I her. Yeah, those, and, and I'm open to work with any dope producers, but yeah. Right now, um, I'm just trying to like get all creative inspiration that I can because you know I just want to grow, and I think that's the purpose. Like I like working with different artists who have something to offer, and I love learning. So yeah, we have yeah. to get one in. Like I just I, I know it's coming. I don't want to like push it. Like but yeah. <laughs> when it comes, it's gonna come. It's gonna be dope. But we do have to get one together. Girl, look, you throw me the right beat and it's over. Okay. I'm gonna find us a good beat. Well, I'm not gonna even talk. See, I'm not even that good at finding beats. Beats are not the same anymore. Like it's so hard to find a dope beat for me right now. Yeah, they're different. Everybody's got these it's like ridiculous the sound of music is changing. And then a lot of these beats, like they got the vocals on them. Yeah, like built-in vocals, like, like samples, right? Now, tell us a little bit about what it is you do. Did I leave anything out of the introduction? Oh no, that's it. I I will describe myself as a vibe because that's what I feel that I am. I'm just a, a vibe? blissful vibe, a vibe. Yeah, it's 
it's it's a definition like because how a vibe has no explanation i think that's one of those uh words where like with me and you like we we talked about it earlier do on the beat like where we just hear a beat and we just spaz on it and it could be spazzing non-verbal um (laughs) i think to me that's what a vibe is like you can't necessarily even explain what the definition of a vibe is so like i think that's exactly what um I would like to identify <laughs> as a vibe. Bless There's the vibe. I know. That's why I had to <laughs> I'm identifying as a vibe. That's what I hear my music as. <laughs> I am well, a glitch in a vibe. My favorite track is Runaway. That is my it's my absolutely favorite favorite by Thank you. you. What went into it? Oh, one of those nights where I did that, the thing that I do, I heard I heard this beat. It was, I went through a drought where I could not create. I couldn't create at all. And so I heard the beat and I did that. Like those are like some of the skits that I put on the beat at first. And so like immediately after I recorded it, it was like one of those times I heard the beat did a melody to the beat listen back to the melody and i went to blurry it was like about blurry and i said blurry i think i got a hit <laughs> and he was like oh bless that's so wonderful <laughs> but i went i recorded and i don't i wasn't even patient enough to even wait for blurry to mix it i i mixed that that was one of the first songs that i mixed on my own um and as i was writing it just was man I, I have no idea what I was inspired from but the words just came to me and when I listen back like to this day I just it's such a beautiful song like that's my favorite song and it it definitely explained the emotions that I was feeling um when COVID first started uh the same guy that I was with he left he left me like and in this house by myself and so that was that's exactly what the song was about like me sitting there and realizing that like dang I got stuck I was just stuck because he wanted me to leave with him but I didn't leave so Runaway was essentially me talking about um how he just left with my heart <laughs> and like it was I have I I'm such a lover that like I don't think that I would ever be able to do that but to this day I understand why he did it he followed his dreams you know but like at that moment I couldn't even identify identify there we go (laughs) with that that reasoning or that thought process because like I devoted my life to everybody but myself but that that's what that song was me just basically sitting on a sofa in the middle of the night i didn't want to cry no more so i decided to create music instead and man what i created like to this day like it's still like such a like life-defining moment for me because yeah that that was my heart in that song you know, those are words that I couldn't even like articulate to myself. So, yeah, that's like one of my. Um, I think that's one of my best songs as well. Uh, I think that song and identify also like you identify. Oh my god, 
We need some synonyms for identify. You spy. No, you guys. You guys. You, you agreed earlier. You may not, you may not yes, remember. Yes. But you, you agreed earlier yes. to pay me $5 every time you said it. So Did I say cool. that? No, that was tequila talking. No, you didn't say that. <laughs> that but man, yeah. That song, that's one of my best written songs to this day. I think that that one is Identify is straight poetry. I also have a song called The Process, which is one of my favorite songs as well. Uh, I have King Boy featured on that one. The Process is one of the ones that's left on. But to me, it's one of my like best written because... I know what I'm talking about, but you actually have to like listen to like be a part of the ambiance. And it's a um there's a King Boy feature on it as well. What's your life story? What made the bliss we see today? Oh man, I can't articulate other than the fact that I'm just a vibe. Um well, I don't know, man. Like, it was me being an introvert. Like, I told you the story. I didn't talk for such a long time that when I did start talking, um, people <laughs> didn't want to hear my mouth too much because I think that who I am now, um, I'm very passionate. When I speak, I'm passionate. When I speak on something, a lot of people, like, say that it's aggression, but, like, I think I'm misunderstood because my aggression is just really like my passion towards certain topics. Either there's two sides of me. I'm not saying anything or I'm like aggressively ranting about something. (laughs) But that's because like when I do like connect to something, I put everything within it. Like I'm such a, I'm a person that I am also an empath. So, um, I have good discernment. Like, I know immediately, like, good from bad. Uh, I live my life trying. My intentions are always good. Um, So I can easily spot when intentions are not good. And I hold myself accountable for, like, making sure that I speak on something if I see malintent. That's who I am as a person. Because... If I'm, if I am anything, I want to represent what is good or at least what is pure, you know, like, and so pureness can come in many forms. It could come as a beautiful, like bliss, uh, but bliss is also, um, what is it? What's it saying? Bliss is ignorant. So ignorance ignorance is bliss. So I understand that sometimes be sometimes some people are like just um ignorant. But um for the lack of words, I'm what I'm essentially trying to say is who I am as a person is I try to always have good intent. I lead with um good discernment. And I'm a person who's always willing to learn and grow and develop and like I just wanna be around good people and good energy. That's what I feel like my purpose in life is to like show the world that goodness does exist. Yes. Even though like sometimes my <laughs> my goodness is misunderstood, but there's always goodness within the middle of the um the cookie. You just gotta crunch hard to find you it. Just gotta crunch hard. Yeah, yes. Get that chocolate drip. 
okay, where was this when I asked the what's your favorite philosophy question? Oh, well, there it is. Well, there the fuck it is. You just got to crunch to get to the bliss. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes. <laughs> Bars. I knew you was a rapper. <laughs> I knew you were a rapper. <laughs> Look, I do. I'm going to find us a beat. We're going to rap. Baby. I'm so it. waiting for you to drop a diss. I'm so waiting. Anyway, let's go. Never. Move, the, move, the, Never. move the conversation before I start talking. <laughs> Never. And it's so funny because that's literally the question I've been trying to ask you for the past like 10 <laughs> seconds. I have to ask you, what led to the creation of Addicted? <laughs> my bad. I literally, literally have, it's at the top of my screen. It's the next question I was going to ask you. So it's so funny that you said that. Okay, so what led to the creation of Addicted? We have Scotty. Shout out to Scotty Pimpin'. Um, she just joined Spider Gang at this point. And like, for some reason, like people just don't like Scotty that they didn't like Scotty because Scotty is mad talented. Mad. Um, mad, mad talented. And so like, I, oh girl, here I go again with Identify. I saw a lot of like who I was like in my upcoming on Band Lab within Scotty because she made me realize like she really like Scotty didn't know she was dope but like she was really taking advice from people who was below and beneath her and I'm like Scotty no like okay we about to do this, like this this song on um Street Heat because like there was some anyway other outside drama going on and I'm like I want you to go to the end of the song and kill it and so that's exactly what happened. And so the um, it basically was like the same beef that keep on coming back in the 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 round, uh, where like um, there was certain artists, aka Street Heat, um, coming at Spider Gang and like trying to like basically um, say that we weren't talented. So we just created like this. Addicted is a is is a screenplay. <laughs> if you pay attention, it is a, it is a whole screenplay, um, and we all just kind of like took the ability to like uh, ask like how many times the dude was gonna die because we didn't been in beef with him like I don't know how many times and he still like got the little roach leg twitching in the middle of the night. So <laughs> that's what addicted <laughs> was. It was like really frustration. I swear, like Bo, um, Bo the Spider sent me that song, um, and he was like, "Look, you need to go in the second verse." Um, H Lo heard the song. He was like, "I'm going in the third verse," and we didn't know what we was gonna do with it. And then when Scotty came to us and told us what was going on, we was like, "Go oh, straight up, you killing it. You going, you going at the end of the, of the, of the um, of the, the clap of the song." And so that's exactly what was going on. I did that song like in, I mean, I did that verse in essentially like 30 minutes on my lunch break <laughs> at work. And so I was in my car rapping those bars because it was pure frustration. Like how many times he gonna die? <laughs> like I swear that the roach they be twitching that night. Like I swear to God, I was like, are we beefing with him again? So that's where that song came from. But that is like one of the most, I think that's one of the well-crafted claps because I liked how we all like kept our own, uh, um, I don't want to say identity. (laughs) We all kept our own style. And um, 
I, I just think it was I really listen to that song and I think it's a piece of art even Street Heat the person who we clapping and said that that's the best clap oh yeah and I saw him do that too yeah so like when you got the apps like saying like the song is the best song you know like I think it was left on a bit but now I have to ask oh, as what, always I assume that you used you somehow got his vocals for that background <laughs> oh you know that song is on my page <laughs> The background vocals is a song that's on my page. That's called um, it was a collab that we did together. What I know that oh. was <laughs> He was in his bag, like <laughs> guns would be popping like bubbly. Uh, call it juicy. What the what the fuck is that? I shut the fuck up. so perfect. <laughs> Nah, that was actually Street Heat on that song. So, like, as much as it is a diss, he should really thank us because <laughs> he killed that uh, <laughs> part with his no teeth ass. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, sometimes you gotta give love back to the bums. You got to. He said, these Muppets is funny to me. I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, uh, we were just on tr- uh, Clubhouse. I don't argue with bitches. I fuck them. I said, wait. Wait. That accent, though. Like, Bro, that, that accent is what got me. And that's why I've been following him since before that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. H-Lo, shout out to h Shout out Dude, to he said, he said, I don't argue with bitches. I fuck them. I was like, wait. Ooh. I, I will be a bitch tonight. <laughs> I, <laughs> I usually don't go by that term, but we, we can do it tonight. Sometimes you can finesse it. Oh, he gonna be so gassed up when I tell him that. <laughs> What's your favorite superhero? Mm. Oh man, I don't know. I don't have superheroes. I feel like I'm about to say something like so, like corny. Um, Issa it could be a super. <laughs> it could be a super who, who's I, not necessarily a hero. I don't know. I don't watch um, TV, bro. I don't watch TV. Um, let me think. I, I, keep, like, I keep going back to Magic School Bus. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't wait, wait. Who from the Magic School Bus? I don't know, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> Baby. Baby. That Ms. qualifies. Frizzle was the goat. She was a goat. That qualifies. Okay. I'm the same as Frizzle from the Magic Ms. School Bus. Frizzle. Oh, my. Frizzle, that on Main Street? Something, something. Take a look at that outside. Something, something, oh. something. Might get back that to our magic school bus. Oh, magic school bus! It was brought the river of love. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I love that show. I love that author. Oh, you know what I connected to like recently? You ever watch? You nah? You too young for this? You don't know? Baby, try me. Happy. <laughs> you don't know. Say it one more time. Peppy, Peppy drew it. No. What is that? Peppy drew it. He drew Peppy then. No, I don't. Yeah, know you that. too young. Cause I wasn't even supposed to be on that. I was kind of young too, but I ain't have cable. <laughs> I thought you was gonna go back to Alf or something. Oh, Alf. Alfie. I don't know. I think I know, but I don't know. 
Alf, that um, brown. Um, he came on late art. at night. Yeah, he looked like an aardvark muffin. Like type of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of know him. I kind of know yeah, him. Yeah, and he had like live people in the background, but he was like the one different thing. But he in my memory, but I don't know why. Like, was he relevant? He was. He was very relevant uh, for um, mostly white culture, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of black people knew it too. Yeah. Oh, he like around George Simpson in them times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have vague memories of them. The fact that you know though. <laughs> no, girl. He's I go such way an old spirit. I go way back. That's why I know all the music I know. I'm gonna send you an Ella Fitzgerald cover. Um, Ooh, yeah. What is the top game system in your opinion? The top what? Game system. Oh, I never did gaming systems, and I'm a nerd. Well, I'm a nerd, but like I don't know them type of things. I would say the PlayStation. When I was young, I used to play uh, snowboarders. You ever heard of that? In Tekken. Snowboard. I love Tekken. I had a PlayStation Two. I love the PlayStation 2. That's my second favorite. Okay. What's your top favorite? N64. Oh! What? You are not younger than me. I am. How the hell? Why were you playing <laughs> I got that for Christmas. For my, um, really? Yeah. Christmas when oh. I was um, seven, eight years old, nine. Oh, so that's part of your life. No. Like... N64 is my favorite. It's the first and only game system that I owned myself. It was so mine. what games are you playing? I was playing Kirby and the Crystal Shards, um, Zelda. Um, I was playing um, Ocarina of Time is my favorite Zelda, um, but it's the best one. So like anybody will tell you. And then um, did you have siblings? Super Smash Bros. What'd you say? You had siblings. Siblings, um, my brother was um, murdered by my dad in front of me when no. I was my older brother. He was nine. Um, my dad, um, oh. our sperm donor, is what I call him. Oh um, my it took, took 19 years for him to finally go to jail for life. For it. he just went to jail last year. Um, um, I helped send him to jail. My testimony is mm. all over um, the internet. You can look it up on Google. If oh are. my god. If you YouTube my name, um, it'll be one of the first things that comes up. But um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, so uh, I had to help put him away for life. Uh, for He got a life sentence for the murder of his son. I'm so sorry to hear that. But yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, you are. Uh, I, thought, I thought he was my only sibling. But another thing that he got a second life sentence for is actually raping and impregnating my stepsister. Um, my younger oh. stepsister, um, Tia. Um, I had two stepsisters, well, technically three, but two that lived with me. And he raped both the two that lived with me, but the younger one got pregnant. She was younger than me. He, she got pregnant when she was like 12 years old. So oh. with her her stepdad's baby, my, my sperm dome. So- Oh um, my gosh. She ended up bringing the baby to Tyrum and um, the baby's name is Taylor. I think she has my middle name and then Ferguson. Bless that baby. So now I have a half step niece, half niece, half sister, half stepsister. 
damn, then you know you're here for a reason, right? Like, girl, <laughs> you but, are here um, for a reason to tell your testimony. But yeah, so here I am. And going you to are so strong. Six months later. Hell yeah. But um, man, wait, that's your part for real. You girl, are. Yeah. But yeah, those would be my siblings. But I consider my aunt and my uncle. Yeah. My, aunt, my siblings. Um, I That's kind of. I'm kind of like that a they, little bit. Yeah, they're my age. So my uncle's two mm. years younger. Aunt's four months older than me. So my niece is two years younger than me. What? My mama had me at forty. Yeah, that's what happened. Her yeah. mom had um her and her brother about the same time that my mom had me and Christian. That's why we connect. We both have like, um, well, my trauma isn't as um, close because my sister passed away when, well, before I was born. Um, And so she passed away from pneumonia. I think she was 18. And she like, um, she just had a, a regular cold my dad brought her to the doctor and she just never made it out of like the back room so they didn't even know she was that sick but when I was born I was born four years later and I look exactly like her so I kind of feel like um I don't know it's like a such a it's been like a thing that always like floated above my head my entire life where we don't talk about my sister at all, but I look exactly like her. And my whole life, like, I'm accustomed to, like, walking into rooms and, like, people who, like, grew up with my sister, like, just dropping their mouths open and staring at me and, like, looking at me and asking me, who are you? Like, but I feel like, um, I don't know, I just feel like this weird connection, but that connection that I feel, I see within you. I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like a purpose. And I think that you have a purpose. And so I think that once, when we have like a life full of trauma, our purpose is to like use that to create goodness within the world. And I think that's what you're doing, Lynn. It is so crazy. And it's beautiful how you're so strong. Like, I don't even have words for the similarities between our lives anymore. Cause like, it's just, it's just a thing now. Like, um, the similarity I just picked up on is that you, um, um, and I'm so sorry about your loss and your family's loss. Like, it's okay. so horrible. Um, but it did remind me when you were telling the story is of uh, the fact that my brother and I were Irish twins. So oh. Irish twins do not look identical, right. but because of when they're born, they the are. Date. Yeah. So it's almost the same date, almost 365 days later, I was born after he was born. Do you so feel a connection with him? I did when we were kids and I still do. I still do. That's why um, if you look at the testimony, it's like an hour and 15 minutes um, on YouTube. It is, uh, there's, one, it. there's one point in the testimony, um, if you see it, that um, I was like, uh, uh, it was actually in the very beginning. Um, when um, I was being um, first, uh, I think it's like, like the five, first five, 10 minutes of it. Um, I was being asked by the um, state attorney um, um, who was prosecuting Dewan, my sperm donor, um, what was something about Christian? Um, um, oh, he asked, well, Christian was your brother, right? And he said, was, and I immediately, like without missing a beat said, yes, he's my brother. 
Mm. And everyone noticed. You've been I smart with the mouth. Mm-hmm. Everyone noticed that I said he is my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another. You like he's smart with the mouth. That's another reason You've why been I'm a singer. Smart with the mouth, yes. <laughs> that's why I'm a singer. But um, what do you call it? A lyricist. But yeah, no. Um, what do you call it? Um, it was just crazy seeing that similarity because you. Um, oh, then we gotta talk. <laughs> yeah, we do. Because you. Um, you uh what did you call it you said the twin thing and then um um there was something else you said oh yeah the fact that of what happened that you that let you to see the similarity mm-hmm. i don't know yeah and it's, it's and it's the fact like and the, the fact feeling, that both of yeah. them and the fact that both of us are the younger sibling yeah and it's like this responsibility kind of that you can't really explain but you know but it's like you can't uh, I don't want to say identify again, <laughs> but it's like it's like a knowing that's within us. It's a purpose. Like I do, I do, I, I don't know. When the first moment, like I swear, like I don't connect. I listen to people music, but I, if there's no passion, I'm not gonna connect. Like I can listen to the yo, first of all, your quality is standard, but I can listen to the lowest quality song and hear emotions within it. My ears are not that um, studio trained yet, like to where, you know, like some people are producer minded to where they could like hear like, oh, they got too much reverb, they got too much blah 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 blah. But nah, like if somebody has emotions within their lyrics, I'm gonna feel it. And that day that you sent me that um, playlist of you doing like the nostalgic covers, like <laughs> even like when you send me the covers now, like you sent me one on Instagram, I literally was up here crying, like my eyes was just watering. I'm like, damn, Lynn. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be. I was supposed to be doing. I, I just fell within the song. Like I could feel everything. All of the emotions of what you must have felt while you was delivering it, because you were in you are an impact. Like I felt it and you gave it to me and I'm like, ah, I don't like crying. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, like your voice is just your voice is beautiful. It's so empowering. Like that that's what I feel. Like no matter what you're doing, it could be like a happy song, a sad song, the empowerment within your delivery is what your talent is. Oh my god! Yes, oh my I so, I thought that you were trained, and you you self trained. It doesn't take away from you know your your own training, but like I could have sworn like the greatest of the greats was like your mentors, but they were get the fuck out of but, here. Yeah, nah, you can do whatever with your vocal range, and it's so beautiful because you keep the emotion. And that's the hardest thing to do. That is the hardest thing to do. You keep the emotion and the technicality. It's crazy, you'll get this, because the emotion is what gets me there. Mm. The emotion is what helps me to execute it. If I don't have the emotion, it's not going to, and that's the hardest thing to replicate Mm -hmm. every single time I try to replicate the things that I've done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't redo it because it's a, it's a moment. Yes, you can't fake that emotion. You can't. Well, I'm gonna leave you with one more question. What's your favorite film, series, saga, or anime? I was a Harry Potter nerd. I read all of them. Stop! Books. But I literally just finished rewatching them. 
I need to rewatch yeah. them. They, I, I read all of the books. I wasn't the, I didn't like the movies too much. I didn't, I didn't connect to the movies as much as I connected to the books. But, um, oh, Goosebumps, R.L. Stein. I gotta get. What do you know about Goosebumps? What you mean? What's your favorite <laughs> one? <laughs> yeah, man, nah, Goosebumps. Oh, god dang, I should have touched bases on it, but that's one of my goals in life. Like Goosebumps, R.L. Stein, R.L. Stein, and Steven Spielberg. Right? Yeah. Those are the two people that like influenced me to write. I wrote horror, like semi small little like goosebumps books, like when I was in like high school. Like so that's one of my life goals. Like one day when I'm at that point, I'm gonna tap back into that. But nah, goosebumps. I love horror. So yeah, R.L. Stein is like you like horror? Favorite. I love horror. Oh I don't like gore. I don't like gore, but I love horror. Like like true horror, like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, um, Goosebumps, Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah. Well, I can't. House I can't. of Wax. Yes, yes, yes. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Those were I couldn't watch um, cable like growing up because we didn't have cable. So like my mom for some reason, which is like the craziest backwards thing, like she didn't allow me to listen to the radio and all that. But she let me like look at The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby and um, Amityville Horror and like these um, old nostalgic as like horror movies like where suspense and mystery like it's like the thing that like grips your emotions and like causes fear and so like those i can like i connected with that at the beginning the most as a um as an artist even with writing like goosebumps i used to i had the whole i had every goosebumps book i was like what was your favorite story goosebumps story um i think it's called the ghost the girl next door or the ghost next door something like that like, i remember that i think it is yeah. the ghost next door yeah and they kind of made it if you pay attention like there's uh i don't know if you ever saw the others i have wait 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 you cannot do this to me but girl the others features nicole kidman my favorite actress mm-hmm. of all time mm-hmm. I love the others. I grew up with that was one that was literally the first scary movie I ever saw. Yes. Then that shit that had me creeped out. But I you cannot tell me that wasn't inspired by like one of R.L. Stein books. Like I think the girl next door, I gotta go back, man. I gotta go back and read it. But like when I saw the others, it reminded me of like the girl or the ghost next door. It was something like that. But yeah. And I think um if I'm about to quote, uh, God, like one of the greatest quotes, I can't remember if it came from R.L. Stein, I think it did, with writing, he said that um, what horror is, is creating a scene where everything is normal, but there's one thing that's unnormal that you can't identify. <laughs> And that touched me so deep that, like, that's what I use within my writing. 
to me, what I got was like, when you look at something that's creepy, you can't necessarily identify like what is creepy about it. Like to me, I don't know about you, but I hate holes. Like I cannot see a bunch of holes together like in one thing i think it's called some type of fear it's like the fear of trichonom or whatever it's it's a word but i've never heard of that before but i do have some weird fear it's a thing like i don't like too many holes like close to each other but the reason why is because they say that um anyway i'm about to go into science to explain the reason and why but the reason why has something to do with like uh, diseases or fungus like that's how the cell look like it's a bunch of holes close to each other but anyway it go back I would have never understood like that was why I have a fear of, of holes so like it goes back to the theory of um, something being creepy like it's something that's unidentifiable but it looks normal but you can't necessarily tell with why it's creepy but so when I write like I write in a way where I want you to feel an emotion, but you are not able to identify what exactly the emotion is coming from. But I want to tap into an emotion that you might not even know exists within yourself. So, yeah, that's like one of my biggest inspirations. She's amazing. And I've got to tell you, since you told me, my favorite R.L. Stein. I love the books and I love the movies as well. Okay. I have- sure. Several of them on film. The one I loved the most was um, um, Night of the Living Dummy 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, three. <laughs> it was yeah. the one where um, the cousin came over and the kids, the brother and sister kept trying to scare the cousin. And then finally the dummy actually, the dummies actually came to life and they mm-hmm. actually started doing the things that they were claiming the dummies were doing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was really creepy. I love Goosebumps. Oh, that one in the first Haunted Mask movie. Oh, I. Oh, you talk about wait, which Haunted Mask? <laughs> it was. It was actually two of them. The Haunted Mask one, um, where, um, there was the green mask. I love that one. That was the scariest one to me. And then the Haunted Mask one, where, um, there was the old man mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh my it. goodness! And she was like, "It's stuck. It's it, I, it, I can't get it off." Mm-hmm. Man, but that make me remember <laughs> one of my biggest phobias. <laughs> it comes from um, not RL's time, but you said the mask. But the mask. Um, you ever saw the one with Jim Carrey? Baby, uh, there is nothing with Jim Carrey I haven't seen. I love the mask. <laughs> that is what that is literally in the top two favorite J- Jim Carrey movies I have. That a liar, liar. That's my second phobia. People in masks. But it comes from me watching fucking Jim Carrey in the mask. Like I, I don't know. To me, like that's one of my. I don't even know if it's classified as a horror film. When he did the mask, I cannot like look at anybody with a mask on because I am. Wow. It's kind of crazy you say that, though, because the mask movie that I'm talking about from Goosebumps, the green mm-hmm. mask that I'm talking about, yeah. looks a lot like his mask. That's what I'm saying. That's why R.L. Stein is the goat. And <laughs> that was the first the thing that really scared me when I was a kid, because that mask stayed with me. That R.L. Stein mask, that green one, mm-hmm. it, I saw it floating above on my fucking bed, like, 
Mm-mm. above my head. Like I constantly saw that thing every time I looked. I don't know if I saw the first one, but I remember the second one. But I'm wondering if R.L. Stein did that book before Jim Carrey's The Mask. I think a lot of horror movies are like um, R.L. Stein, like contributions. Like I really do. R.L. Stein is stuff on though. Pet Cemetery though, like it's, that's not him, but yeah, I'm sure he had a book about that before. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, horror is like my um thing I nerd out about. I love horror movies, the old when ones. I- they don't make them like they used to. They don't. They really don't. Like when I said the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm talking about one of the first. Ones. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch that one back as an adult though. That one funny. <laughs> Well, we gotta have we've come night. to the conclusion of our interview with Thank Liz you so much. Thank you. And I'm so happy to have been here with you today. Do you have any upcoming announcements or social links you want to give people? Okay, yes. Please, please, please follow me on Instagram. Um, it's signed S-I-G-N-E-D dot wit w-i-t-h dot bliss b-l-i-s-s and um also on band lab um signed with bliss no dots straight signed with bliss um that's pretty much it right now i'm working on an album called the bliss the glitch so it's gonna be like um I call it like Brett's dolls rapping it's gonna be like an incorporation of hip hop with pop and I'm also going to tap back into like some nostalgic hip hop like old school boom bap and I'm bringing them all into one um, collection so that's what I'm working on now and um, my next drop is going to be called copycats so that one is going to drop on band lab but the album bliss the glitch is what I want to make sure that everybody tap into because uh, I just want people to see like um, the collaboration of like old school rap with a little pop mixed with um, a little bit of Nola flavor. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of that flavor. We bring it back to old <laughs> punching on the table, like me and my crew. We just doing a do. Yeah, oh. it's gonna be a little bit like that, mixed with a little bit of like. Um, cartoonic, like, um, how you gonna be bonnie if the bonnet is on Clyde? Type shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm gonna be preaching, but I don't want to tell people I'm preaching. Of course. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Lynn Ferguson, your host here on Lynn's Benz, a channel dedicated to Black life, politics, and music. Join me here again next time with Jump In, Lens, Lens, Theater.